0: Hi, Maywood. Jesus has called us to help others take hold a new life with Him. He's given us the gifts to do it. I'm Coach Jake, and the Maywood Listen Podcast is all about equipping you to carry out that mission. I've got some great wisdom to share with you guys today on the idea of prayer. And this is coming from a book that I've uh, had for quite a while, uh, where Richard Foster and Emily Griffin take these selected readings on different spiritual disciplines, and they just give you these little excerpts from Christians from all different time periods, and one of their disciplines is prayer, and one of their excerpts is from The Healing Light, written by, I believe it's Angie Sanford, in 1947, and so she has got a lot to share with us. I'm actually going to read a huge chunk of this, kind of stopping along the way, and this would be a time where it might be helpful on the podcast to actually click on the main homepage for this podcast, which is mwlisten.wordpress.com and that's where you can get all the show notes or even wherever you download the podcast you may be able to scroll uh, or click info and get the show notes because this is a really long quote so if you want to read along you can do it via the show notes um, but i will read it word for word to you and so she's going to start with giving us kind of four steps into prayer and uh you may want to write these down. These are good steps, and then we're going to get into some very awesome challenge from her, or a very awesome challenge from her, uh, and I think these steps are, are you, you'll probably be more excited about it after you hear the challenge that she gives. But um, the first step, she says, the first step in seeking to produce results by any power is to contact that power. So she's talking about prayer here, and she's saying the first step if you want to produce results by contacting with the power is to or by any powers get in contact so she says the first step then in, in seeking help from god is to contact god she quotes from psalms 46 here and she says be still and know that i'm god she goes on to say let us then lay aside our worries and cares quiet our minds and concentrate upon the reality of god we may not know who God is, or what God is, but we know that there is something that sustains this universe, and that something and that something is not ourselves. So the first step is to relax and to remind ourselves that there is a source of life outside of ourselves. Now, I'm gonna pause this right there. You might hear that, you might think like, this sounds so elementary, or so simple, or I just immediately <coughs> start talking to God and I think, why not experiment with this? This was a podcast about experiments in prayer. Why not experiment with doing this way? Of Before you start talking to God, do you even pay attention to the reality of God? That someone other than yourself is the source of life. So that's an important cool first step into prayer so continuing on what she says she says the second step is to turn it on by some such prayer as this heavenly father please increase in me at this time your life-giving power or if we do not know this outside life as our heavenly father we can simply say whoever you are whatever you are come to me now you know so she's very open to just ex- even experimenting prayer even if you don't understand uh, jesus and god the father and, and i would encourage People, you know, if you've got a sponsee that's in AA and, and they have some concept of a higher power, but they haven't accepted Jesus yet, don't wait till they accept Jesus to push them towards praying because talking to God as best you understand him can lead to understanding him better, you know. so uh, But here, you know, I'm, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast are probably Christians. And this idea of Heavenly Father, please increase in me at this time your life-giving power. You're asking for more of God. It says the third step is to believe that this power is coming into use and to accept it by faith. No matter how much we ask for something, it becomes ours only as we accept it and give thanks for it. Thank you, we can say, that your life is now coming into me and increasing life in my spirit and in my mind and in my body. So this idea of you ask for God's power, but then you accept God's power, and you might already be noticing there's only three steps covered. You might be thinking like, I never do any of these three. Uh, This is why this is an experiment. This isn't the only way to pray, but this is a way to experiment with. So final step she's going to say, it says, and the fourth step is to observe the operations of that light and life. In order to do so, we must decide on some tangible thing that we wish to accomplish by that power so that we can know without question whether our experiment succeeded or failed. Now, we've got a lot more to read here, but I love this idea that she gives because at first they're starting like so vague and so big and broad and spiritual, but she brings it. right down into the practical here in the fourth step of, okay, you've realized who God is. You've asked for God's power. You've accepted by faith that God's going to give you power. Now you are going to actively ask for that power to change something tangible that you can see or touch or feel or something you can experience, something that you will know, whether that prayer was Powerfully, yes or no, it did not work or it did not succeed uh, the way that I asked for it to succeed. Now she's going to go on and talk a lot more about this, but this is a great step if you want to grow in prayer. It makes this is very very helpful. I have found pray and then pay attention like did what I pray about happen or not? And some prayers do not have a tangible thing you can point to, but I want to read on with what she shares about, because sometimes we think, like, oh, that's so petty, or that's so not spiritual, or not mature, or small, but yet, I think, like, Jesus often wants us to come to him in this childlike way, and children are not afraid to ask, and not afraid to ask for practical, physical things, and I think we probably hurt ourselves from growing in prayer uh, by not doing what, she is talking about here. So uh, let me read on with her quote. She says, many Christians are afraid to do this, talking about making specific requests in prayer that could obviously be seen whether it happened or not. She goes on to say, a woman once told me that she asked God to send her two pairs of rubbers for her son. That's like a, a, a boot. I don't know if they're, they're European or what, but two pairs of boots basically for her son to protect their feet from rain and slush. Uh, for her sons. Sorry, she's got two of them. That night, she said, the ground froze over solid, and for two days, the boys walked to school dry shod. Upon the third day, another woman gave her two pairs of rubbers for her sons. So she prayed very specifically, God, my kids don't have boots. It's uh, rainy and slushy and cold outside. Please pray help my kids get boots. And so for two days, uh, God freezes everything so hard that the kids don't need waterproof boots. And then by the third day, someone gives the lady these boots. The lady goes on to write, she's quoting someone else. She says, oh, but I would never do that, cried a young man to whom I repeated this. He goes on to say, because what if the rubbers didn't come? She goes on to say, if the rubbers weren't for forthcoming, he implied there was no God. A lot of us do not ask specific things in prayer for the same fear. What if it doesn't happen? Does that mean that God's not there or that he's not listening? Go on to listen to what she says, but if he had turned on an electrical light or an electric light and it had failed to shine, he would not have said there is no electricity. He would have said there is something wrong with this lamp. Let us understand then that if our experiment fails, it is not due to a lack in God, but to a natural and understandable lack in ourselves. What scientist would be discouraged if his first experiment failed? Since we intend, with God's help, to heal our shortcomings, to repair our wiring, we need not fear to test his power by prayer. A pair of rubbers might not be the simplest objective, nor a new coat, nor a larger home. We might be mistaken concerning our need of these things. So, for instance, you might ask for something that's actually not good for you, even though you think you need it. Moreover, the attaining of such things in prayer involves the swaying of more minds than our own and is rather difficult for a first experiment. Let us choose one of the very simplest of prayer experiments, Remembering always that it must be tangible, that it must be something that we can put a finger on and either say this has been done or this has not been done. So what she's saying is like asking for the boots. That involved God changing the weather for a few days, actually to take care of the kids, and then some other lady helping. You know, so God motivated some other lady. So it's maybe not as simple as as a prayer that we could pray. Um, But what she says is however simple you get in your prayer, you can start really, really small, But what she's encouraging is pray for something that you can put a finger on and say either, yes, it has been done or no, it was not done. So she goes on to say how strange it is that people who fear to do this uh, do not hesitate to pray for the most difficult objectives of all, such as the peace of the world or the salvation of their souls. If they have so little confidence in prayer that they do not dare to test their powers of contacting God by praying for an easy thing, it is probable that their cosmic intercessions are of little force. If everyone who prayed for the peace of the world had enough prayer power to accomplish the healing of a head cold, this would be a different world within 24 hours." Um, I know this quote is getting long, but stick with me on it. What she's saying here, uh, you know, people will pray for these giant things, like help my uh, help my friend get off of drugs or help me become a Christian or help my friend who doesn't accept you to love you. But we won't pray for something like help my car to make it into work today. or We won't pray for something like God help it not to rain during our wedding or, or whatever it might be. Or God help help us to get, you know, I'm going to have shoes to wear tomorrow, whatever, whatever it might be. Sometimes we're afraid to pray for those things that are very clearly yes or no in the immediate. So we're going to go on just a little bit further, just a couple more paragraphs. She says, all the cattle on a thousand hills are God's. All the rubber boots in all the world are under his control, and sufficient power to heal the head colds of all humanity flows at his command. Let us not be afraid then to choose for our first prayer experiment an objective that is simple and personal. So what she's saying there is like, if you've got a head cold or a, uh, a random thing hurting your leg or, or something like that, like, why not just start there and say, God, please heal this very simple, small, personal thing. She goes on to say, This objective must, of course, be in accordance with God's will, for it is difficult to make God's power operate For it is as difficult to make God's power operate contrary to his will as it is to make water flow uphill. This idea, if you you ask God to do something out of his nature, obviously he's not going to do it. If you ask God to do something hateful or something corrupt, uh, he's not going to do it. Uh, She goes on to say, a wise engineer studies the laws of flowing water and builds his water system in accordance with those laws. A wise scientist studies the laws of nature and adapts his experiments to those laws. And a wise seeker after God had better study the laws of God and adapt his prayers to those laws. So this idea that you want to study who is God, how does God act, what motivates God, and then you want to adapt yourself to fit God, you want to flow with god and you want your prayers to flow with him final paragraph there is no great mystery concerning the will of god it is so far as it applies to our small insofar as it applies to our small selves sorry i butchered that sentence but she's saying there's no mystery about what god wants as far as with regards to our connected to our life She goes on to say, God's will is written into his nature, and the nature of God is love. Therefore, when we pray in accordance with the law of love, we are praying in accordance with the will of God. So, here's the idea, the challenge for you guys this week, and then I've got a little story for you. But the challenge for us this week is, why not do some experimenting with prayer? Why not do her four steps Where you really pay attention that you're not God, you're not the source of life, God is, and you rest in that, where you cast your anxieties on him, and then you have this idea of asking for his power, accepting and thanking him for his power, and then you ask to apply that power in some area of your life, some area that you're going to be able to see a yes or no in. And then you figure it out and you realize like, oh, I've, maybe I've been praying the wrong way if I keep getting these no's. Or maybe I need to adapt it. Maybe I've been praying over and over for my you know, little brother to quit smoking. But maybe as, as I keep getting no's on that, maybe I need to pray about something different for my little brother. Maybe if I really loved him and paid attention to him, I'd see like smoking's not the issue for right now. Today's issue is that my little brother really needs a job or my little brother really needs a ride to go to this place or or whatever it might be, you know, and then you pray in that way, you know. So this idea that you adapt to what God's showing you through the way your prayer experiments are going. This this, this idea that like the awesome challenge about this is like you're going to grow. You're going to grow in what you know about God, what you know about God's activity and the people around you. Just like a scientist doing experiments on water winds up learning more about water, you're going to be doing experiments in prayer. You're going to learn about prayer. You're also going to learn about God and even about the people around you and about yourself. So awesome stuff. Here's a little quick example from my life. This is what put kind of motivated me to do this podcast today. So uh, I've noticed a habit <coughs> that has developed in me is uh, I grew up with frugality or maybe even leaning towards cheapness. Um, but certainly like frugality was a virtue in, my ha- in the household I grew up in. And so I grew up that way with, and it left this, this impact on me of always trying to wear out things that I purchase. So if I buy clothes, I try to wear them until they wear out, which takes forever. Uh, sometimes Chrissy wants me to update clothing styles a lot sooner than they wear out, uh, which is a struggle for me. I wanna just like wear the clothes out. I like to wear cars out that I buy. I like to, pretty much anything I buy, I wanna wear it out before I replace it which means at this stage of life, it's given me kind of this apprehension to purchase. I, I'm actually like, ooh, I don't wanna buy that unless it's really gonna be good because I'm gonna be stuck with it for five years or 10 years or 15 years. Um, you know, some stuff I've owned for 20 years and I'm kind of ready for it to wear out. I want it to wear out. I'm waiting for it to wear out so I can replace it. Um, uh, and so that's, I don't, I'm not putting a morality on that, good or bad. It's certainly a a dynamic of me, at least. (coughs) And then you couple that with, you know, I do think simplicity is a good discipline to grow closer to Jesus with. So I try to apply simplicity. I'm naturally frugal for better or for worse. And what it leads me to Here recently, I've noticed a pattern of when I'm about to make a purchase, sometimes I way over-research that purchase. And here a few months back, I was very, very busy. I had a lot going on with Maywood, a lot going on with family. And so I had very, very little time to myself. And... I realized I spent four or maybe even six, I've lost track of it, but I spent a significant chunk of time in a couple week period researching an electronic I was gonna buy that was gonna cost about $30. And I spent more so much, of, you know, I had very limited free time and I spent almost, the I would say probably the majority of the time that I had free to myself, I spent it just researching this little tiny electronic and just trying to make sure I didn't get the wrong thing and just rabbit hole diving into reviews online and all these different features online of all these different types of the same thing, I realized something's broken in me that's like, or something's like messed up in me that's so apprehensive to pull the trigger that I over research to that extent. And sometimes, I mean, I'm sure whether it's this or that, I'm sure most while you have these moments where you realize like, ooh, something's not right inside of me, like I, there's some weird bends there. And I didn't have a perfect solution to how to get unbent, but one thought I had uh, that I feel like is is from God is or at least a good thing to take to God is why not next time I'm tempted to over-research, why don't I just uh, write down, on, instead of going to the internet and just researching the crazy, why don't I write down on a sheet of paper, here are the things that I want in this thing I'm thinking about buying. And then have a conversation with God. God, here's these very specific things I want. Would you provide them for me? And then check online. As soon as I find those things, go ahead and do it or or not make the purchase if I feel like it's not good after I've prayed about it. So about a week ago, I had decided my old laptop that I'd had for close to 10 years was on the Fritz, and I thought I need a different computer for home, and I tried to, to rig up some other stuff to work, and I'd actually been working for months on a rigged up crazy system and realized, nope, Now is the time to buy another computer. And again, the frugality piece of me is like, I'm not going to buy a new computer. I'm going to buy an old used computer and, uh, do a little bit of work on it. And so, um, anyways, the other day during my prayer time, I got a journal out and I wrote down like the five things I wanted in a computer. And I, you know, I like doing things that are, um, Efficient as well too. Like I don't like uh, things that are inefficient, and especially if it's inefficient and it's not good for the environment, that kind of just like rubs me the wrong way. So, one of the five or six things I put down as computer is I want these different stats on the computer, and I want it to be a used computer. I'm buying locally. I'd much rather hand my money to somebody from Craigslist than like buy a computer online, and have it shipped from Canada or wherever. Because um, recently I had to buy a used computer for somebody else, and it shipped from Canada. It just felt a little silly. A little bit of a waste of resources to do that. So, so that was my request. Jesus, I want something that's honestly really cheap and it's going to have these five things and it's going to be a local thing that I can just go pick up. So, then I spent a very little amount of time checking Craigslist and I found something within a short amount of time, the next couple of days. And I bought it yesterday. And in total, from like looking online to on Craigslist and even going and purchasing it, I bet it was less than an hour of time. And uh, when I brought that computer home last night, started opening it up, not only did it have the five things I was looking for, it had all these other little things that were like too minor to even ask about. Um, I don't know if you want to deep dive into this, but like it had uh, a couple extra RAM slots that were empty that would be convenient. It had an, an extra bay that I could put in a faster hard drive and so I could keep two hard drives in it, not just one. And uh, it had some Wi-Fi stuff already in it so I didn't have to purchase... Um, Anyways, it just had a whole bunch of stuff. It had the USB ports put on it the way I wanted. I mean, it had a whole bunch of random stuff I wanted. It had a monitor come with it that was convenient. Anyways, all this stuff I didn't even ask God for, it came with it. And for me, what happened is that electronic that I bought a few months ago for 30 bucks, I did the like, f- however many hours of research, I found one that was just what I wanted, and then I bought it. And at the end of it, I regretted how much time I spent on such a silly little doodad. This thing was much different this thing, this computer, I immediately felt this joy. And I found myself over and over saying, Jesus, thank you for not only answering my prayer, but giving me all these little extra things that I wouldn't have even found and giving it to me cheaper than I probably would have found it online. Like everything about it was better uh, physically. But I will also tell you my inside condition was significantly better. Like it just helped so much because it turned something from like a Jake's going to over-research and make sure I don't make a mistake. It turned it from that to like a asking my heavenly father and seeing him as generous. This was very, very good. And you know what? If I would looked and looked and not been able to find the computer um, after asking God for it, I think then I would have had to reassess like, should I even be looking for this? Does God even want me to have it? Or even as I prayed about it, if I didn't feel peace, but I actually felt a lot of peace as I was asking God for the computer. So all that to say, I, I had that story about the computer and then I found, uh, you know, I was rereading this article that I'd read before about these experiments in prayer. I was like, Oh, it's such a good thing. I want to teach you guys of like prayer is so good. It's such an amazing gift from God. It opens us up to so much of a connection with him, but that connection gets a lot stronger when we start asking for things and our understanding of God gets a lot better when we start experimenting in prayer. So I felt like this was a great invitation from her about how to experiment with in prayer. So uh, if you have some awesome story that comes out of this, please send it my way or let me know about it, um, because it's always awesome to hear like how God's growing with you and and approach this whole thing as an experiment. I'm not a total expert. I'm a beginner at prayer. I, I honestly think probably all of us are beginners at prayer. We're still learning a lot about it. Um, Thomas Merton, I think, has a quote kind of about that, about being a novice in prayer. But... Um, but approach it with this idea of like, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to grow this week. And the awesome thing about prayer is it's you and Jesus together. Like it's a very safe place to experiment. Even if your idea is a little off, you have the good shepherd right there next to you. So even if you're a little messed up, he's right there. He will watch over you. He will guide you on the right path. So um, God bless you guys this week as you experiment in prayer.